All right, finishing up these roster predictions. Wide receiver, Devontae Adams, Alan Lazard, MVS, EQ, Tom Grassi. Grassy Posse Packer Nation. Welcome to another episode of Packcast, the podcast where you don't have to be a Packers fan, but it sure does help. I'm your host, Tom. We're doing this way too early. Grassy, and today we are going to be doing the way too early 53 man roster predictions for the Green Bay Packers because they've had pads on for like two days. I mean, why not? Before I get to that, I want to do a big shout and thank you to a brand new patron of our Patreon.com slash Tom Grassi Comedy, and that is Deadly Devante. Oh, yes, he will be this year. Thank you very much for your support. Now, obviously, this is going to be subject to change. This is not my final roster prediction, as we still have weeks to go before the start of the season and before the roster actually needs to be cut down from 80 to 53. So when I started taking a look at this, the hardest thing to try and predict was that offensive line, in that we talked about this yesterday. If a guy like David Bakhtiari goes down, we got some big, big problems. Yes, you can have guys like Jenkins or Runyon potentially fill in there, but you know, Alex Light right now is our uh, backup left tackle as he got the most reps when David Bakhtiari wound up getting hurt in camp. But enough chitter-chatter, let's get down to business. All right, starting on the offensive side of the ball, let's go with our QBs. I think the Packers are going to wind up keeping three QBs this year. Should be a shock to no one. Tim Boyle has proven himself to be a solid number two, and Jordan Love still got some development to do. So with that, you're going to have Aaron Rodgers, Tim Boyle, and Jordan Love all make the team. In addition, it makes sense for them to keep three because with COVID going on, you never know if someone is going to get sick. I think that this is the way that they are going to go. And last year, they did only keep two, which is Rodgers and Boyle and cut guys like Deshaun Kaiser and Wilkins. But this year, I think that they have a solid three-headed dragon when it comes to QB. The floor and Goody have already expressed confidence in guys like Tim Boyle that they would be able to go out and win football games. And I believe them. Jordan Love, as I have said at least 16 times now on the show, we should expect nothing from him except just learning this year. And if he gets to see the field... Hopefully that's because we're blowing a team out and nothing else. Then when we start to get interesting, let's go with running back. I have them keeping four running backs on the roster this year. So of course they're going to have Aaron Jones. I think they're going to have AJ Dillon. And then I think they are going to keep Jamal Williams. He is at risk to get cut slash traded, but I think his pass catching ability is something that is going to be needed for this offense. And then the fourth one is not going to be Dexter Williams. It is going to be Tyler Irvin. Tyler Irvin, I think, is going to make the team, whether it's as a running back or a wide receiver, just because he is going to be our kick-slash-punt returner. Because, obviously, last year he was able to provide a spark to that otherwise dead return game. And while Tyler Irvin has been reported to lining up with the wide receivers in camp, I think he'll make the team as a running back because he showed that he can run the ball as well. He's an effective pass catcher. And so I think that Tyler Irvin is going to make the team. I would imagine a guy like Dexter Williams is going to make the practice 
squad, but this also could change if Jamal Williams winds up getting traded or cut, and maybe they still go with four just with Dexter Williams instead. Then you got wide receiver. So this was another tough one, and if Devin Funches obviously didn't opt out this year, he would be on this list, but right now I have them staying where they were last year and keeping six on the roster. So you got guys like Devontae Adams, of course, Alan Lazard, MVS, EQ, Jake Kumaro, and Reggie Bagleton. Now, I will be honest, there are only about four names, and that might be a stretch that I'm super confident are actually going to make this team, and that's Adams, Lazard, MVS, and EQ. And MVS could go either way, but he's the only speedy threat that we actually have. So, Kumaro, I put him on the list because not only is he Whitewater Jesus, but Aaron Rodgers has a lot of trust in him, constantly compliments him, and I think they have a rapport, even though he's, you know, more of a possession guy, not really, you know, a uh, speedy threat. I think that Kumro has a good shot to make the team. And then you have Reggie Bagleton from the CFL, who has made some impressive catches during camp. And I think that he is a long shot to make the roster, but I think that he's going to be able to pull it off. So again, this is another list that is completely and totally subject to change, but I feel pretty confident in a good amount of those receivers to actually make the team. Then you got tight end. I have them keeping four tight ends just like they did last year, but nay nay to Jimmy Graham this year. You got the big dog Mercedes Lewis. You got Jay Sternberger. You got Josiah DeGuerra, and you got Robert Tanyan. A lot of people are sleeping on Robert Tanyan, but he has shown some flashes, obviously suffered an injury last year, and I think that with his experience coming into a very, very young tight end room, except for Mercedes Lewis, he's going to be able to help those two tight end looks, and it'll give LaFleur some more versatility and diversity on what he wants to do with these tight end sets. Now, it's obviously possible that a guy like Robert Tanyan does not make the team and they just roll with three, but for right now, and what I think LaFleur wants to accomplish this year and how he wants his offense to look, I think they'll be rolling with four. Now, before I continue, John Lovett is another guy who seems to be doing pretty well in camp, the guy that we wound up getting from the Kansas City Chiefs. I don't have him making the team right this second. I think they would they would roll with Tanyan because, like I said, he has experience with the playbook, but Lovett is also a contender to go for that fullback slash tight end spot. Then, like throwing freaking darts at a dartboard, you have the offensive line. This is really, really difficult. Like, I had guys like Josh Neiman on there, but he has been not practicing, but he showed a lot of potential in camp, and he's just a huge human being. I wanted him to make the roster last year, so he has potential to do that. I have guys like Stepniak, who I left off this list because he hasn't been practicing either, so we just haven't been able to really see a ton of him. So if there is anything that is going to change a ton of this early prediction, I think it's going to be the offensive line. So here's who I have so far. They kept nine last year. I think they'll go nine this year. I actually originally had them doing 10, but this is what I narrowed it down to. You have David Bakhtiari, Elton Jenkins, you have Corey Lindsley, you have Billy Turner, Ricky Wagner. Then you have Lucas Patrick, John Runyon, Jake Hansen, and Alex Light. Now, you're looking at the Alex Light, and you're like, Alex Light was one of the worst tackles last year. And yes, you are correct. But again, you have a guy like Runyon who could fill in for that left tackle spot. And as of right this second, Alex Light has had a pretty good camp. And so, you know, maybe he can improve. There's also a potential that a guy like Lane Taylor, after getting injured last year, could wind up making the team here. Obviously, he is trying out for a new position. He lost his spot at left guard, so he's going to be trying out for right guard. So that is completely 
completely and totally in the open. And a scary thing is, is that while we do have some guys that are versatile along the line, I don't have a ton of confidence if one of our starters goes down. And there is some open competition in some spots like right guard and right tackle. So right now I have them keeping nine. They may decide to go 10 just because they want to basically have that insurance in case somebody goes down. But yeah, let's just hope that none of the starters get injured. So that would bring the offense to 26 players as we move on to the defensive side of the ball. This was a bit of a tough one too, though I see less changes occurring on the defense and we're kind of just gonna be rolling with what we had last year. But starting off with defensive linemen, we got, of course, Kenny Clark, Dean Lowry, Kingsley Kiki, and Tyler Lancaster. Montrevious Adams is on there and so is Trayvon Hester. I can see either one of those guys actually not making the team. Montrevious Adams for me is a guy who could definitely get cut, suffered an in toe injury. He has a sprained toe, so that it may limit his practice. But Montrevious Adams has been disappointing. Had a decently good start to camp, but has been pretty disappointing throughout his tenure. Has not really lived up to that third round selection. So he is definitely a candidate to be cut. And then guys like Trayvon Hester, I feel like can make the team just because he has experience, obviously, with teams like the Philadelphia Eagles. But like I said, we're really going to have to rely on guys like Kingsley Kiki this year to actually contribute to that line with Kenny Clark. Then at outside linebacker, I didn't say offensive linebacker. I do that all the time and make up that position. But Outside linebacker, I have the Packers sticking with four this year. Three are really, really obvious. You have Rashawn Gary and the Smith brothers, right? They're definitely going to make the team. And I originally was just going to leave it at three outside linebackers, but I did add a fourth, and that is seventh-round pick Jonathan Garvin. Mike Pettin praised him today in his press conference, and I think that this kid has a ton of potential. He was productive in college, and I think that he has a shot at making the roster. Then at inside linebacker, this seems pretty straightforward. I think they'll either go with three or four. I have them four here for this first prediction. You have Christian Kirksey, Oren Burks, Kamal Martin, and Ty Summers. Ty Summers, you know, looked pretty good in the preseason, still had a lot to learn last year, but I think he has a shot, and Mike Pettin was very, very blatant saying that it's an open competition of who's going to line up across from Christian Kirksey. So I think that any one of these guys has a shot. Obviously, we just drafted Kamal Martin this season, and so Oren Burks, coming back from injury, has really been played by that injury bug. I loved him coming out of college. I actually predicted him to go to the Packers. Just the, the pick wasn't right. It was, I think, a few rounds early than what I said. But still counts. I think that Oren Burks has a ton of potential. He just has to be able to stay on the field. So I have them sticking with four here. Then at cornerback, I have them rolling with six. They went with seven last year. So, I, of course, they have Jair Alexander, Kevin King, Josh Jackson, who has been having himself a really, really nice camp, Shannon Sullivan, who there is a ton of hype behind, Kadar Holman, and Kabian Ento. Now, Ento is like the is the one I threw in there because there are some other guys who could potentially steal that spot. But I think besides him, those other five guys that I mentioned are pretty much shoe-ins to make the team unless something really terrible happens. So right now I have them staying with six. They could add another corner to that spot because there is a lot of competition there. But right now I have them staying with this six and Ento can go either way. Then at safety, I have them rolling with four guys. I got Adrian Amos. You got Darnell Savage, Raven Green. And finally, Vernon Scott. Now, Vernon Scott has shown a lot of speed, made that 98-yard touchdown return in college. 
I like Vernon Scott. I, there's some good things and chirps coming out of camp, though I will say that there is potential that Vernon Scott doesn't make the team and instead is replaced by Will Redmond. I think that that is a, a likely occurrence, but if Vernon Scott can continue to impress, maybe he will be able to do so. The guy I'm most excited about here, besides Darnell Savage taking that next step, is a guy like Raven Green because he's going to be used as a linebacker and also as a safety. And Petten came out today saying that we definitely missed him last year after he was injured. So I like this safety group. And I said this yesterday, there is potential that this secondary group is really damn impressive and good this year if everyone's able to stay healthy. And it seems like there is so much competition at these spots that I wouldn't be surprised if you see a bunch of these guys who who are like right there actually being signed to the practice squad. And so you have 24 people on the defense. And finally, to round it all off with special teams, you got Mason Crosby, J.K. Scott once he finishes high school, and long snapper Hunter Bradley. So with that, you get your 53-man roster. So let me know what you think down in the comments below. Again, this is way, way, way early projections. We'll take a look at, you know, the next coming weeks, how things shake out in camp. Let me know if you want me to do this every single week or you want me to just do one near the end. Let me know. You can always find me at TomGrossyComedy.com or at TomGrossyComedy on all social media. See down below. Check out podcasts on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and of course, YouTube. And a big shout out and thank you to all the patrons over at Patreon.com slash TomGrossyComedy and the YouTube members. We will have our Q&A at 7 p.m. Eastern tonight, so I hope to see you there. Thank you so much for watching. I'm Tom Grassi. And as always, Go Pack Go! Go Pack Go!